Minds podcast with me, Liam Martin. Thursday, 16th of February, 2023. And guess what I'm going to do? I forgot to uh, <laughs> forgot to tell people I'm doing it. Well, I've got some people that I like to like to inform, and I haven't sent the link yet. So we'll do that now. How you doing? Are you all good? Right, today's show. We're going to have a show on um, Falklands War. Right then. Oh. There we go. Sorry, it's a little <laughs> delay there. So I just heard myself speaking. It's a bit freaky. So I got some other voice going on headphones. Anyway, yes. Right, just shut that down. Right, let's post that. There we go. Post that to me, chum. And then let them know I'm on the show. I was going to go on with a uh, on this plas- I got invited kindly to this platform called Wisdom. Uh, yes, they got me as a top mentor, but I've been going on because I I use my cat my phone for it as a camera, so I haven't figured out a way to simulcast it yet. Oh, it's a bit of a nightmare. But anyway, anyway, we'll we'll get on that soon, and we'll get some uh, Wisdom listeners in. It's like a one-to-one conversation app. It's it's pretty cool actually if you're into these topics. Um, yeah, and you ain't got a podcast and you're not listening to one currently and there ain't one on, you can go on there and just there's random people having chats. But you can jump on like a caller, so it's just one-to-one. So pretty cool. I'll, uh, I might do a bit of a showcase on that once I get it figured out, but we'll simulcast it at least anyway, even if it's just on my phone in front. But anyway, today's show. So today, um, we'll talk about... This, this goes a lot of ways, this does this show. So it's the Black Island Goo War. A bit of a amalgamation there because it's a few things this 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 particular one so let's have a look then falklands war if you're not familiar it was a it was a conflict in the 80s between uh britain and argentina and it didn't really make sense to me as a kid i was a youth then i would have been about six or something but i remember it didn't really make sense and talk about these conflicts for years after there's something about it don't you know, sit right so we're gonna we're gonna have a look at that that today. So Black Island Goo War is a clue in the name there, because yeah, on tonight's show we're gonna cover that war. Uh, it's a lot of tragedy, 
there's some mystery as well. And the tragedy bit is coming from Britain. So I'm British. So you know, I've grown up now and I'm like, I need to call an act because Britain did something very, very wrong in front of the world and boasted about it, you know. So we'll get to that. Okay, so that's my opinion anyway. But we'll get to that. So yeah, this one does get really, really weird. So I hope you, hope you enjoy it. Um, I got I got wind of this from a guy, a researcher called um, David Griffin, back in the sort of 2012 hype days. And there was a lot of, um, you know, Alex Jones has been building up for a while, you know, since Trade Center stuff, 2001. So 2012 is a lot of hype. There's a lot of conspiracy stuff. People talking about UFOs, getting more and more popular. So yeah. We'll look at that one then. So, yeah, so yeah, so in 2012, that's when I'd seen this conference thing and you know, this guy did a presentation, made some links that I didn't, I didn't realise of this stuff. So I thought, well, we'll go through that. And like I say, I've mentioned before, I like to kind of, I look at, like, look at the history and see where it fits into today and look at the sort of timeline, that, that kind of thing. So we'll do that today. Um, and we're going to be looking at it in the context of UFOs, right? <laughs> As in, uh, you know, okay, so we're going to talk in context of UFOs. So the the main sort of areas I'm going here with this is that after Roswell, famous Roswell crash, 1947, it changes things the way national security goes about stuff, right? And then, of course, you get the Trade Center attack, whatever, whoever, whatever. The matter. The result is that America got the Patriot Act, Britain got something similar. A lot of countries got things like that, control mechanisms coming in, and never got rescinded. Okay, so then, so we're talking, this is like the post Roswell and then kind of post 2012 security state era. And also, if you find out in last night's show, in the 90s, and then in the 2000s, there were, there were patents issued for uh, zero-point energy, which aren't supposed to get issued because it's not supposed to work and stuff. So 1947, Roswell crash, 1950s and 60s, to finding stuff out about technology, 1970s and 80s, they've already locked it with the uh, um, remote viewing and making, you know, done the MKUltra stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's, you know. So with 47... So, yeah, so 1950s, 1960s, 1970s through to the 1980s, only four decades. They've locked it with the uh, energy systems. They've got it locked in with uh, switching on some of these uh, side technologies that are a part of our body, figuring out how they work. You know, then 80s, you've got a silicon chip, so suddenly computer processing power's going up exponentially. Moore's Law is really working well and it keeps consistently happening. So we've got the processing power... We've got the technological know-how. In about 2000, we passed what was, I think it's called the acquisition of technology, where you can, it used to be your ideas would outstrip your materials or your ability, technical ability to do things. But these days, we can just come up with solutions on the fly. Whereas someone like Leonardo da Vinci, he couldn't just think, right, I'll do some metallurgy and get some titanium, you know, get this thing flying. Now it's, or find the, maybe if it had bamboo, if Da Vinci had been in the East, he might have been all right with bamboo, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, the material is limited. In fact, that was, a star, that was a Star Trek episode once where they got this guy. I think Catherine Janeway, she used to 
talk to him. That was it. She used to talk to him as a confidant. And then someone hit the ship's computer. And so he's walking around like this alien world. There's <laughs> a hologram thinking, oh my God, this is, I don't know what land this is, but it's great. It's better than Italy. But anyway, anyway, back to, back to, yeah. So we're talking post uh, pre-disclosure uh, after Roswell. And like, I think we're imminently going to get disclosure. So we have this national security state we've been going on. I think Falklands has been a part of it. And you'll notice that we've seen last night about technology accelerating. I think time seems to be moving faster. A lot of people talk about that. I think I wrote a book about it. Well, it's a book, The Quickening. But I know Art Bell used to talk about The Quickening. Time seems to be moving faster. And so, yeah, so if we'll have a look at this, and and it relates into aliens because of the security and controlling language and censorship. Well, guess what? The world's made of language. Your reality is made of language, and the ETs are communicating with symbols and telepathy, you know, and mesmerizing, and it's trippy. So it's related to psychedelics as well. This whole thing all comes together. Like Dr. Rick Straussman, uh, DMT spirit molecule, ETs and plants are associated together. Uh, the Black Panther got his power from a space asteroid, and in the newer film, it's not much of a spoiler, but the Mayans are in it. And they had a similar, they got a similar thing. Found their heart shaped herb because of the shaman doing his plant stuff. It told him where to find this heart shaped herb. You know, he's found, you know what I'm saying? So they had a kind of similar thing. So, yeah. So there's a language thing that goes in with this that ties in together. And I think this is what it's about. And this is why, with in the future, this species can evolve as far as its language, right? You need new definitions. You need new language. Like we couldn't have a concept of human rights until we start talking about it, and then someone comes up with a term, human rights, to encapsulate the whole idea. Yeah, and then it's like solidified in the world. Then it's not just ethereal, intangible thing. Once you've got a label for it, you can point at it. Yeah, I was gonna, um, I was gonna make a naughty little side joke there. Once you've shown a CDC image of something, then you can go, "That's real." Look, point at it. Don't sort of. Do you know what I'm saying? Once you can, once you can quantify it as something, you, then you can start to have it in this world, can't you? That's that's where ideas. You you got to like write them down, or you got to tell somebody, or you got to utter them. Yeah, somebody made a comment in a Mike's chat actually earlier on today. And it's uh, somebody, yeah, let's put that up, actually. That's a good example. I'll just mention that someone made a comment, and it was like a longish, not that long, really, but longish comment, and at the end it said, did you think I was uh, not rambling too much? But I also did. No, I can't find it now. Yeah, yeah look, it's not that massive. I don't want to cheer somebody's thing, but, yeah. Sesomira. Yeah, I read that, and, yes, yeah, so I commented, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think that these force, I have that kind of thinking almost every day in split shifts. Um, I think it's useful to get these ideas out just in case there's a diamond in there. Even if it feels like rambling, it's often it's not. And I think it might be onto something. But that's a bit of a sidetrack. But yeah, get get the stuff out. Name name it. Name it. They tell you that in psychology as well. Name the thing. It's, that's how you get control of the stuff in the thing. You know, like the things that the things that are disturbing you, you know, your emotional stuff. They're the demons. Yeah, name the thing. If you can name it, if you can name the emotion, you got them, aren't you? Anyway, and, you know, that's it's what makes up your perception. So, 
so language, ETs, psychedelics, and as ev evolving, has to come through the language, the sophistication of that, and the better understanding. You know, it's got, that's, that's how we evolve. So that means then that amongst all of the confusion and the high strangeness and living in the upside down, yeah, all this UFO stuff and all this weird talk and in balloons and in all of this is is a little smoke not well not smoking gun but a key is a key hidden for us in in where the evolution of the species has got to go because Andrew Griffin makes this point as well in his original talks on this uh, Falklands thing that you know the evolution in UFO is like a key element for how we liberate ourselves because it's going to help us to evolve because it will into a, like a complete transformation of how we see ourselves and therefore that's changing the story we tell ourselves yeah and we are we so which is to say we've been told that we're sinners and we're bad and we're homicidal apes and we're polluting the planet and she probably hates us you know <laughs> and it's uh, no 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 no, that's not what I think. You know, because some anthropologist decades ago said, oh, we're all homicidal apes. It's, it's not in well like that. <laughs> yeah, you act like homicidal apes and try and get us to do the same. That's different. And then if we copy it through being brainwashed and repetition, then that's not our natural state, is it? It's called massive oppression and brainwashing, which I've mentioned. Because <laughs> that's the most effective form of brainwashing is to repeat. It's to repeat. Anyway, woo, Saucedo, James, what's up, James? Woo, whoop, I've got a fan, whoop, whoop. Sure, I pay him, but, you know, not really, the check's not in the post, James, I don't really pay you. <laughs> Wait, is that where's my money? Right, yes, oh, okay, Fortless War, let's look at this, because it's, I'm rambling on, and, uh, but yeah, let's get into it. But I just wanted to make that point that language is where it's at, man. So let's have a look then. Fortland's War, bit of a tragic one, this. And on the very, very surface of it, it makes no sense at all. So, right, normally, I'm just saying this. Normally, <laughs> I think you're doing war, aren't you, when someone invades you or comes and attacks your stuff? Or if it's because you want someone's resources. Hmm? Hmm? That's a war that tends to seem to happen in history. Either you're getting attacked and you don't like it, doing to others and all that. Or, or you've got something I like. <laughs> can I have it? No. Uh, can I, I'm going to take it then. That, isn't it? Right, so... So Britain and Argentina fighting over that island. Freezing cold island. Hardly growing anything on it. It's not very big. Only fit a few thousand people on it. Rubbish, crappy little island with rubbish weather. In the middle of nowhere. Fighting over it. And no apparent resources there either. So it was that would make any sense. So let's have a look. Okay, so the British end of this is sad. Okay, so this is, I'll do a quick overview and I'll tell you why it's rubbish. And then we'll get to the funky stuff. So Britain, UK, United Kingdom. Good old British Empire. Great Britain. Once so great this day. I'll tell you that. Shame, shameful. Shameful shameful. Chisels. Right, Falkland Lions War, otherwise known as a Maldives War, the South Atlantic War. Oh, it's been written and fact-checked by the editors of the Encyclopedia Britannica. So this is yeah, straight up the Falklands conflict from 1982 
uh, yeah, second of April, nineteen eighty-two, till uh, June fourteenth, nineteen eighty-two. So April, May, June. Want want a long conflict. But the thing that does me about okay, so I'll just quickly give you the outline for the the radio listeners. I've got it on the screen for the video. Okay, so the Falkland Islands War, also called the Falklands War, Maldives War, or South Atlantic War, a brief undeclared war, undeclared, mind you, a brief undeclared war fought between Argentina and Great Britain in 1982 over control of the Falkland Islands. Outbreak of the conflict, Argentina had claimed sovereignty over the Falkland Islands, which lie 300 miles east of its coast. Yeah, 300 miles. Yeah. Britain's like that's in South America. Britain's so far away from there. So, so far. So far. It's almost on the other side of the world. This is my question. Why does why is Britain claiming an island on the other side of the world? It's not in your waters. It's not in British waters. There's no resources there. It's small. So is it that it's strategic? But then, you know what I'm saying? But it's closer to theirs. Surely they got first dibs. 300 miles away versus like 3,000 miles away. Something like that. You know, anyway, going on. Moving on. So, yeah, inside the Tank, so it's 800 miles. Oh, sorry. No, yeah, the 300 miles, right, from the from the east of the waters. Okay, so, yeah, Britain, uh, yeah, so 300 miles, right. They've, they've declared it as theirs. And the reason this has got funky is because since the early 19th century, uh, sorry, Argentina claimed sovereignty over the Falkland Islands, which lies 300 miles since the early 19th century, but Britain seized the island in 1833. Okay, so, yeah, before that, they had it. So Britain took it in 1833, expelling the few remain few, because it's not very big, few remaining Argentinian occupants, and since then, consistently rejected Argentina's, Argentina's claim. In early 1992, Argentine military junta, led by Lieutenant uh, General Leopoldo Gertelli, uh, Galatieri, gave up a long-running gave up on long-running negotiations with Britain and instead launched an invasion of the island. The decision to invade was chiefly politically um, was, was criticised uh, as economic mismanagement and human rights abuses believe that the recovery of the island would unite Argentinians behind the government in a patriotic fervour. Okay, so what's this a political bit? An elite invasion force trained in secrecy, but its timetable was short, and on uh, March 19th, when the dispute erupted, British controlled um, South Georgian Island, where Argentinian salvage workers raised Argentinian flag 800 miles. East of the Falkland, uh, naval forces quickly immobilized. Okay, so this conflict. So it's, I don't know why we even got it or care. Okay, so it says here had an op- Argentinian populace uh, reacted favorably as expected. So it did really rally them together with large crowds gathering at the Plaza de Mayo. Okay, so they thought it would control the people in a certain way. Just to mention, that's what it says. They thought it would. Yeah, rally the people around the government and, you know, national pride. It worked. Okay, so maybe that was a reason to do it. Just to rally people, things aren't working. Anyway, 
So that's what they do. So, yeah, so they've done that. In response to the invasion, the British government under Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher declared a war zone for 200 miles around the Falkland Islands. The government quickly assembled a naval task force around two aircraft carriers, the 30-year-old HMS Hermes, Tres Magistus. I know you ain't got like hundreds of aircraft carriers, but called Hermes. I don't know if that's related. Could be, don't know. Anyway, just interesting. Didn't know that. And the HMS Invincible light carrier. Two cruise ships, uh, pressed in, in service as a troop carriers, and uh, Queen Elizabeth, yeah, Queen Elizabeth II and uh, Canberra. Okay, so they've got these drafted these ships in. Let's get in there quick. Let's do it. Problem is with this, like I say, I don't even know why they want this stuff. And without going through it all, because, like I say, it's all political stuff, isn't it? We, <laughs> The motivations seem to be something about security, though. National security, not... Like I say, they're not in our waters. They're not close. You know what I'm saying? They're not doing anything to us. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. We've got trouble mines. Six slow fade transitions. Yes, mate. Yeah. 3,000 milliseconds. Just so you know. <laughs> hey, Mike. Woo! Anyway, yeah, woo. Let's get back to it, yeah, because uh, this is the time. I would like to use the C word, but I'm trying not to swear. But this is the time when Britain was one of them C words because they've got this big, uh, declared this war zone then. Unofficial war, by the way. Don't know why they're there. Don't know why I'm doing it. Still don't make any sense unless you look into the rest of this weird stuff. But check this. Look, this is the bit on May the 2nd, the obsolete. Argentinian cruiser General Belgrano purchased from the United States after World War II, that's how great it was, was sunk outside of the war zone by the British nuclear-powered submarine. There we go, I'll just highlight that. Argentinian cruiser General Belgrano purchased from the United States after World War II, so as old as mm, was sunk outside of the war zone. And just remember that that was an undeclared war. So that what that is, what I like to call that, is murder. My, that's what I call it, because that's not a declared war, is it? And it was outside of a war zone, and they were fleeing. Disgusting. Disgusting. Sorry, that annoys me, that does. That's bad. That's bad. So that's, that, that's not right. And check this. This is why it annoys me as well. Check this. The sun. Gotta love the sun. Look how they sell it, look. Gotta sell it to you. Look at the media. Look at that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Got all of you. Kill them. Yay. Yeah, so that's wrong. So this is why, that's why I'm saying this is some, this is some BS, man. It's a BS island, cold, got about, can fit about 11,000 people on it at most, and that's when it's a rave. You know what I mean? It's stupid. You don't want it. There's nothing there. There's no war. There's nothing. It's, but it's near Antarctica. And we had the first show on Antarctica, some weird stuff going on down there. So it's near Antarctica. And where else? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But in Antarctica, that was in the first show, we saw there's a lot of Nazi stuff down there. Alvin Berg went to get a Nazi base. A lot of people talk about how Hitler might have gone down there. Yeah? Yeah? And, you know, historically, um, Hitler supposed to have shot himself in the head, so we always hear, but no, that's not true. Is it? Just to let you know. Just a little side swipe there. Yeah, Hitler in the uh, newspunch.com. It's been in a few. 
Historians finally admit Hitler did not shoot himself in the head. You know, he's probably heard of this story. If you're not, it's, it's, it was a woman's skull. They faked it. You know, no one really... So why lie? Why lie about that? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, anyway, back to this. Argentina, not far from Antarctica. You know what I'm saying? Something funky gone here. Britain's doing something. Yeah. Doing something weird. So the... the the thing, the the story with this is, let's say from Andy Griffith, I want to give him a big up on this because he he got some sort of witnesses that come to him and then start looking into it and he really did a deep dive. But the story is basically, I can't, I can't prove it, but basically, it's, Argentina wanted that place because they're claiming there was some aliens there, blue blue in color, not birds, not penguins, and blue humanoid looking people, smooth skin, a bit like the Whitley Strieber described. He said there's blue aliens there, and they came across them, and they had a bit of a, a underground base. They were basically underground on that island, and, and they had this black goo. And they were trying to deprogram it. They said it deprogram it. They said it's a terraforming technology. It's been here a long time, and it can terraform planets in some way. It can be, it's programmable. That's what they said. And it, they, they are, the stories, the Argentinians are working with them to try and deprogram it. Trying to make it inert because they're saying that this thing is inert if it's kept under pressure and cold. If you keep it cold and under pressure, then it's not doing nothing. But as it starts to warm up, they're talking about it can terraform planets. Right. Right. A bit like, and and it's all of pop culture black goose. It's got it in X Files, it's got it in loads of, loads of um, pop songs and, and like movies. You've got Venom. There seems to be a bit of thing about this black goo. And the far side, as a side note, they did a project to rant about something else, looking at planets and space and aliens. And they had the, one of the creepiest things I've ever seen, where they had these faceless aliens looking for a legend, and they find this grey planet and this goo that's grey. And they're happy that they found it, that they finally confirmed it exists, and they took a vessel, a humanoid vessel, and put this thing in the vessel, and it infected all of its brain and everything, and it was now of being, but it had no thought, and it was ready for programming. And it reminds me of that, and it gets me thinking like some Venom stuff. I don't know. I don't know. But I know. It's a bit of a bom- I want to drop you on a bombshell just before I do a quick break. But, yeah, have a think about that for a minute. Just have a think. And it's, and it's nuts. No, it's nuts, but just think. So bear with me, because the black goose all I say. There's a whole, you know, X Files film dedicated to it. So I'm just gonna <laughs> gonna pop on for a little break. Exile Minds podcast, Liam Martin. We'll go for a little break. Just have a little muse on that, and then I'll I'll show where I'm going with this because there's some creepy, creepy weirdness. <laughs> some creepy weirdness that comes along this. So anyway, yeah, let's. Uh, what should we have? Let's have some UFO music. All right, catch you on in a sec. Thanks for this podcast, Liam Martin. Back in two minutes. Make a quick drink.
was uh, pretty skeptical, but I actually, we both got weirded out by uh, something that mentioned literally heartbeats happening. The Galactic Federation works like two weeks before this. That's the remote viewing guys. I know I keep bringing them up, but it, I mean, they just keep weirding me the hell out. The Exiled Minds podcast, 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 famously Martin, 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 Martin. Like several names, names that you're famous, famous and the mighty. The mighty, the mighty, the mighty. How can we beat that? The Exiled Minds Podcast. The Exiled Minds Podcast. Famously, Martin, Martin, the mighty Rohan. The famous Exiled Minds Podcast. How can you beat that? What's interesting about this is with all the turmoil going on in 2020. And uh, with the Tom DeLong thing, this narrative that's starting to develop, lots of propaganda, all the kind of pieces are starting to fall into place. Welcome back, folks. It's a nice podcast with me, the super duper uber famous Liam Martin, aka the mighty Rohan, aka talking of aliens. Oh my God, what's that? Oh my god, it's oh, it a distortion. Oh, look, it could be. It's a UFO. Oh my god, look at that. Check my little graphic, look. Do you like that? Hey. Anyway, be gone. Be gone, UFO. And turn that lock thing off. <laughs> there we are then. Back. Falklands War, black goo. UFO, aliens, language. What's going on? I'll tell you. Right. Asshats blew this ship up under Thatcher, who was also an asshat, riding the economic bubble, by the way. So, blew this up. Clearly want this place bad. Bad enough to do that, because that's going to go down in history. And people might be good with it then, but obviously, things change. So, that was BS. That was not good. That's my view. So, why go for it? It's somewhat big then. It's near Antarctica. It's too close to Antarctica. And do you know where else it's next to? Tully Island. The Tully Society of the Germans. The old German link there, again. Tully Society, that's all that... Um, well, I don't know much about them, but I know that's to do with that, the real society stuff. Theosophical Society, using this, you know, the natural laws and the magic and the this and that to do the thing, make the things and get the summon people, do demons, Hellboy, all that, all that stuff. <laughs> so, so, this all stuff comes together. So this is this is where it gets creepy. Okay, so aliens, Argentina, supposed to have these blue people. Alright, this is supposed to be the black goo, the same black goo stuff from X Files. This is the same stuff. Like an alien thing. That's like alive but not sort of. And the idea is that it's becoming not dormant, waking up. You've got to try and do programming. So Britain goes in, they want hold of it, and they decimated the fort and they decimated the place. And that's some crappy little shack, little thing but no I decimated it so they've gone in done that and funnily you know after the war a few weeks after Argentinians went and put a flag back on there <laughs> but, but yeah so they did all that and the story goes that they, they went and they got this substance then and they've transferred it to Marconi Marconi telecoms company they, they changed names and then went bust but they famously did the first radio communication across the Atlantic Britain's America based on a Tesla technology, actually. Just rewired it a bit, because Tesla was working on doing the free energy thing in the CS Tower. 
so he didn't bother with the radio. He was aiming bigger. But Marconi got the fame for that as a telecoms company. British Telecoms Company, Engineering Company, te uh, Telecoms and Engineering Company did business under that name, uh, 63 to 87. 87. And then it becomes a... Uh, yeah, it's at its roots in uh, wireless telegram communication, signaling company. Okay. Right. And we did the... Hit the thing. Okay, so this is... This is the thing. These people wrote... Right. Marconi. They had a load of deaths of the scientists at Marconi. And it was in 87. I think they changed the name. And yeah, so but during this time, between 82 and 90... So, 1982, that's when the Falklands War was. Right from the beginning of the Falklands War, indicating, if I'm correct, or roughly on... That's when it, straight away, bad stuff started happening. So, the story goes, we got it. We need to take it to Marconi, all right? And in this city, where I am now, Nottingham, a couple of miles away in Beeston, is a, a facilitator, a chemical plant, called Boots, and um, Walgreens own it now. It's huge. It's got its own fire station, postcode. It's a whole block, right? Over 100 buildings. They used to make gas masks for the first, in during the war. They've re outfitted, and, you know, they've got bunkers under there. So the chemical plant, big chemical, I worked there. Well, if three, if everyone in Nottingham's worked there at some point in their life. It's massive. They've got stuff everywhere. These people used to live there. Foreigners used to live there. So there's so many rooms. They used to come in, get a work on the Asian centre, go and sleep up there. They don't have to pay rent. Honestly, it's massive. So this is a perfect facility that could house it. And now Andy Griffin got witnesses and soldiers saying, no, there's, there was indicating it was about UFOs, making that symbol. You know, it was, it was all that, right, without saying it. Yeah. Andy Griffin also had people, we got the Nottingham link. And because I've worked at that facility and seen around it, and I used to work a weekend shift at one time as well, two 12-hour shifts on my own. I'd run of the place. I mean, didn't need to walk around, but I could, I'd seen how it works, man. It's a proper... You could do all sorts there. You could keep venom there. Totally. There's all these chambers and stuff, and, yeah. And they have these... And because they have um, perfume contracts for, like, high-branded stuff, they have these um, secure areas, too. They have locked areas, and they have keypad areas. They have... The, them seven and a half ton trucks that you get where you can take the whole box off the bat and just load it on. They had them, but with special keypads on for like the perfumes and stuff, so they say. So it would have been able to be housed in Nottingham at Boots, no problem. Ship it over to Marconi, then Marconi opens up a hydraulics division. Okay, so what's a telecoms company doing with a hydraulics division? Hey, Daryl, how's it going? Talking black goo. Might talk more gallons as well, because it's kind of where it goes with this stuff. So I, think it's, I think Black Goose wants to do that. I do. It's experimentation. But anyway. So, yeah. So, the stop minute, so the Marconi scientists. Let's put this back on. There's a bunch of deaths. I just want to show you on Wikipedia so you know it's like a real thing. GEC, Marconi scientists, deaths. And there's you know, obviously conspiracy theorists. So, yeah, scientists' deaths, conspiracy theories, uh, theory claims that between 82 and 90, a number of British uh, Marconi-based scientists, engineers, worked at the Stingray Torpedo Project, United States uh, Strategic Defense Initiative-related projects, died in serious circumstances. The first five deaths to gain widespread attention and linked to the theory came in 86 and 87. In just about a year, six different scientists died in mysterious circumstances, three of whom had worked at Marconi Company. 
a subsidiary of the defense group, General Electric Company. All right. Most deaths were ruled as suicides or accidents. One died after driving his car, which had been packed full of petrol containers, and he drove it into a building. Another died by tying a rope. It's Wikipedia. Another died. He tied a rope to his neck and then to a tree and then just drove off in his car. The third died of carbon monoxide poisoning in his garage. No links were found between them. At the time, uh, some opposition lawmakers in Britain, in Parliament, called for investigation into the deaths. Right. Uh, Andy Griffin, who originally saw this uh, in that uh, conference, he said he got to speak to... He was fortunate enough to get to speak to one of the widows. One of these guys is supposed to have had, you know, done a suicide attempt. And she said she thinks his death really was suicide in his case. But it's interesting to note that she said it's, that he was working there and it was perfectly fine. And then a bunch of them got put onto some new project. A bunch of computer scientists got put onto some new project when they opened the hydraulics division. And ever since that division opened, he became very depressed. And so that's why she thinks he did kill himself. Came, he was, came depressed and distressed. So that's odd. And these people are books about this. Open verdict. Uh, this, um, Tony Collins and uh, Stephen Arkell. Open verdict. Oh, yeah, I've got to click on here. Yeah, Tony Collins. Open verdict. An account of 25 mysterious deaths in a defence industry. So there's books about this stuff. You know? Yeah, I've got a... I think I've got an open one here somewhere. Du -du 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 -du. What have we got? Yeah, check this, look. Check this. Oh, it's crazy deaths. It's like 25 in total. Between, what, in like a, a six-year period, took 25 deaths. John Britton, Ministry of Defence Tank Batteries Expert, Royal Military College of Science, January 87. Britain was found dead in his car park in his garage, engine still running. Verdict, accidental. Victor Moore, 46, drug overdose. Engineer Marconi, Space Systems, died in February 87. Moore's found dead of a drug overdose, listed as suicide. Asphyxiation, Peter Peepel. Peter Peepel. 46, scientist, Royal Military College of Science, 87. February, again. Yeah, found dead beneath his car. Underneath his car, with his face near the tailpipe in the garage in his Oxfordshire home. Death was due to carbon monoxide poisoning, although tests showed that the engine had been running only a short time. Foul play has not been ruled out. 43. Edwin Skills, asphyxiation, engineer Marconi. February, again, 87. Skills was found dead under his car, victim of carbon monoxide poisoning. Is that the same guy? No. Different guy, same thing. A hose led, for, oh, this time's a hose from the exhaust pipe. His dead was listed as suicide. Auto accident, David Sands. Satellite projects manager. So this is another thing. Weatherman, they said that it, 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 when they first started using it, this is another thing, it's in my notes actually, I didn't mention this. They said when they first started dealing with it, it was manipulating weather satellites. It was interfering with stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because they mentioned the satellite, it was a satellite, weather satellite guy there. So, right. Moving back onto this. Let's check some more of them.
is for transparency. Okay, so we've done David Sands, uh, Satellite Projects Manager. Auto Accident, Stuart Gooding, 23, Postgraduate Research Student, Royal Military College of Science, 87, again. Yep, they're all in 87, 87, 87, 87. Uh, Gooding died in a mysterious car wreck in Cyprus on a college holiday military exercises on the island. Very accidental. But then it gets... Uh, <laughs> there's loads of them. There's loads of them. Uh, this guy, uh, George Countess, drowned after his uh, BMW, just drove it into the Mer Mersey River in Liverpool. Okay, misadventure. That was listed as 24-year-old Mark Winsner, software engineer, computer scientist, trying to deprogram some weird crap. April 1987, 1987, again. Found dead in his home with a plastic bag over his head. At the inquest, the death was ruled accidental due to sexual experiment gone awry. Okay. Michael Michael Baker, 22, digital communications again. Uh, digital communications, IT science guys. Passive defense systems. 1987, again. BMW crashed through a road barrier, killing the driver. Verdict, misadventure. Frank Jennings, 60. Electronic weapons engineer. Mm -mm -mm. Dies of a heart attack. June 87. Jennings allegedly dropped dead of a heart attack. No inquest was held. Leap of death. Russell Smith, 23. Lab technician at Atomic Energy Research Establishment. January 1988. So just after 87. Smith's mangled body was found halfway down a cliff in Cornwall. Verdict. Suicide. And it goes on. There's, there's much of them. So that was the asphyxiation ones. Then you've got electrocution. John Ferry, 60, 1988. Another electrocution. Alistair um, Beckham, 1950. Right. That was 1988. These are like later ones now. 33 year old Andrew Hall uh, died in 1988. British Aerospace. Again, found dead in his car, asphyxiated. Hose, fumes, car, tailpipe. Tony Collins went on to write his own book on these strange deaths called Open Verdict. So you got this Open Verdict one, and this, uh, I can't remember what this one's called now. It was a, uh, I think it's something like um, The Leap of Death, Russell, it, Atomic Energy Research. Oh, I can't remember what it was. But yeah, I'll put links in the description. So yeah, I mean, come on. Come on, 25 people dying in like, what, a six year period? After, immediately after that weird war, I don't know if they moved that stuff. But people saying they did, I ain't heard them. And you know, eyewitness testimony, first-hand accounts, whatever. But into eyewitness testimony and first-hand accounts that write the history books. I'm just saying, I don't know. This is a weird one. This is a really weird one. With them creepy deaths. And there was, I mean, you get these people that come out and say the modern super soldiers, don't you? And I've heard people talking about this where some guy said he's coming into contact with it in London. And he says it does. It feels like it's going inside of you. But I'm thinking on this, and I presume not many listeners and viewers would have watched this, but it's a Japanese animation series called Gaiva Bio Booster Armor. All right. And this does exactly the same stuff as all of this. It's not. It's like a goo, but it's more like it represented like tentacles, but it reads all your DNA. 
and then it hides in hyperspace behind you like a suit of armor ready. So if anything happens, it can reconstruct you. It, it, it's like got you on the astral, got like a copy of you. And then and it interfaces it's like an alien tech that then interfaces with the human. And because we've got so much potential in us, it can like grow and just be amazing. So I get thinking, are we a weapon? Are we a weapon? Or are we weaponize a ball? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that is gets a bit crazy. Because when I think to the black goo and I think of the venom, it's like that's a symbiotic relationship, isn't it? Same with a guy with a bio boost armor. But what is this stuff? I mean, I had this idea. This is a, a pretty far out, but I had this idea that because crude oil, fossil fuels, I mean, how many dinosaurs were there? It's not for, I don't think it's fossil fuel. I think it's abiotic. Planet makes it. Right, and they have found oil fields replenished at some places. No, Australia found a load of oil anyway. North, it was a few years ago. I mean, it was on coast to coast. So they found a load of abiotic oil. It's probably going to change, you know, the supply of things and that. But whatever. So you've got to, the oil industry would want to suppress that if oil wasn't finite and the planet's making it. But then I thought, if that's the case and it like lubricates tectonic plates, maybe it's a substance as like the body of the planet. And if that's the case, then maybe other planets have them. And if that's the case, we've got an exploded planet, asteroid belt. So maybe maybe this stuff's like brain matter for the planet. Maybe if you've got a, a planet that suddenly blows up, maybe it's brain matter, some of it hits us, and it's a dead planet, right? So it, so it gets into ghosts. Because what if they are alive planets? Can you have a ghost planet? Because if you can, and it's brain matter still on here, wouldn't we have an attachment? Right, and which black goo is which? Because if this theory was some even half true, then this planet would have its own black goo, and then some Marduk black goo. That's and so wouldn't that be like having a parasite or a, a possession? Do you know what I'm saying? Is our planet possessed by a ghost? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Just a thought. Just a thought. Hope you sleep at night. <laughs> But Morgellons comes in here because the guy that seen this uh, redhead British guy that said he'd come into contact with some of this stuff and he kind of said it kind of helped him. That made him feel a bit rejuvenated and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like colouring his cheeks and made him feel a bit slightly smarter and just working better. But but he he reckons it relates to that to that black goo stuff and of course uh, that um, Harold Klaus Valor talks a lot about the. The, the the black goo and the Morgellons disease as well. And I'm pretty sure, just, I ain't got a specific matter, I'm pretty sure he puts them two together. And that will, you know, you're going to develop this stuff, aren't you? Obviously, you're going to try and program it, see what it can do, develop other things off of it. I, I wonder, I wonder. I really do, because I've seen some pictures of them gel-looking things. And the, and the, and even the, the poo-pooing, like, mainstream stuff, saying it's all in your mind. It's talking about, oh, this is, you'll feel this sensation of like, you know, you're infested with things moving. So these things are moving then. They're not just blobs or, you know what I mean? They move. They look like spiders, some of them. And the Morgellons thing. But anyway, yeah, so I don't know. Sounds nuts in 2012, but not, not so much now. And I wish it did. <laughs> I wish it did. But it don't, does it? It sounds about like this month where we're going. I know this is a crazy one, 
suicides and you know and we can't we're never going to probably get an answer on this one but i mean it's it, a few people have talked about it i mean it's i don't know what you think about project camelot but they did a they did a um let's remember these people kind of thing which i think is you know fair enough so if you, if you want to check project camelot the links in the description they do list everybody same again it's a little bit of a better rattle than the wikipedia one just a bit clearer but yes all the mysterious universe as well they're pretty uh they're pretty okay My flashy website and whatnot did some good writing they covered it yeah highly controversial a little disclaimer there hold on i might start doing that <laughs> but yeah i mean it's it's this is crazy crazy how far out this stuff but you know these people are doing free. They got Carly at CERN. They got Carly dressing in robes at CERN. They're going to Monarch, aren't they? In Bohemian Grove. God knows what. Is that really an effigy? You know what I'm saying these people are crazy, <laughs> right? Anyway, even if it's real, some of these people, some of these politicians are nuts, nuts, and there's some nuts stuff in the world, and they're probably doing some of this nuts stuff. So I don't know. Maybe it's not that crazy after all. I'd like to hear some comments though, because I thought this is wild, man. I've been sitting on this for ages, and I've, uh, I've been ignoring it for 10 years because it's a right rabbit hole. But I thought I'd do one because uh, it got mentioned a couple of months ago. And I'm going to try and get that um, Harold Claus Vela on because uh, <laughs> I, I thought he was dead the other day when I was looking looking him up. But a reliable source, Synchronicity King tells me, no, he is in fact alive, or at least he was two months ago on Ryan Gable's show. So. So it might be good, might be good. And so I looked up his Telegram, and he's got a Telegram page, and he's currently posting. So hopefully that dude's around still, and he'll come on the show. So we'll, I'm going to try and get him on in March. i got um, uh, Sonny Brogan coming on next week to uh, talk about Voodoo on Thursday. Uh, so, yeah, try and get Klaus on for if March if he's, if he's available. And then I'm going to get Graham Hancock on by the end of the year. That's my goal. Graham Hancock. End of the year. We'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll do something. I'll do a Hancock series. Yeah. Be, I'll be able to virtue signal in. Anyway, no, I'll just write a nice letter in actual pen. That'll probably do it. Just, just because nobody does that anymore. Apart from a few of us. Anyway. We've got, got comments, more comments. Uh, see, this is what happens when you tell people, then they turn up. Hey, mind this, oh. Could be a bit louder. Yeah, I'm a bit away from the mic. Jumped. Oh, I didn't. It should have looked a bit. It should have looked sooner. Dark. Oh, boosted up at them. I'll, I'll tidy it up for the post production. Yeah, thanks, Dale. I'm, st I'm still getting it just right. Anyway, uh, yes. Well, I'm trying not to go over. I've always figured people can go. I used to be way too loud before, so we'll get there. We'll get to the end. Give me another 25 shows, Daryl. I'll get it perfect. Uh, yeah, I'm still finished building my studio yet. But anyway, yeah, have a look at. Uh, I know have a look at these these strange desks because some of them are weird, and like I say, I, re I relate it to that um, kind of brain matter idea, and and this thing about language, like it's trying to talk to us. Like I'm thinking, like the how do we get the hundredth monkey effect come to us? Do you know there must be a download mechanism like Wi-Fi? I, I, this, this was my thinking with this. Is it does the planet have a kind of Wi-Fi where it talks to you? And if so, it's got layers. The planet's got layers like a body. The earth is a corpse, says in the Bible. Do you know what I'm saying? 
Has it got a mechanism? And is that... I don't know. It just... It just melts my brain, this one. But yeah, yeah. I mean, this like I said, when they said the interface of it, so this thing started affecting weather satellites. So, you know. And, and with all these scientists, I'm wondering if there's a mind control there. Or is it that... Is it that it's affected them, right? Or is it that it was that terrifying that, I mean, you saw the ones I listed, pretty much every one of them was, well, there was all military, all military defense and all MOD guys and Navy, and, you know what I'm saying? This is, these are tough guys, I guess, that have probably had a lot of isometric testing and, and mental health support and because the soldiers, you'd think, wouldn't you? Especially in this, the 80s as well. We've just done the Falkland thing. You know, I don't know. People are doing therapy there. That's a thing, isn't it, in the 80s? In fact, that's definitely a big thing. Those are getting pushed, wasn't it? You know, inequality and... I don't know. It's just and looking after each... I don't know. And it's an exciting time in the 80s, a lot of stuff. So... It just seems weird. Eighties is you know they call it the de this decade that style forgot, but the eighties was a really exciting time. There's a lot of innovation happening. There was you know a lot of economic bubbles happening. Things are getting good. You know, you've recovered from the war. You've built back up. You've got I don't know. Eighties seemed good with silicon chips coming in, and and people were getting really wealthy in the eighties, weren't they? Business and that really booming. Loads of stuff was made in Japan and it lasted. And I don't know. It's just weird, man. Just just weird. Looking at the timelines of this. But yeah, I think definite, definitely there's been some national security stuff going on with all of this stuff since Roswell. Since, like, say, 2012 and the big old Mayan calendar stuff. Because they did, they, we did cross the galactic equator still. It still counts as something. The zodiacs do still set reset then. You know, it must mean something. You know what I'm saying? A big change. Big change. And Golden Age stuff. Whatever that whatever that looks like. And I think this is where we do it. So we have to take control of it. So I'm shout out to Michael Strange, Trouble Minds Radio actually. Because um, you know, as I was saying, there's a conversation out there. And it and it always attaches that quote of um, you know, the Aristotle we can you know, we can have a conversation. We don't have to agree. Aristotle, mark of intelligent mind to entertain the notion without necessarily believing in it. Just go with it. And see how it goes. You know? And I think, I think there's a lot of value in that. It really is. Because this... I mean, this stuff. This stuff's stupid crazy. And there's plenty of stuff like that that's stupid crazy. And if we don't... If we don't make it inviting for us all to be able to have our say, then people aren't going to tell us, are they? They're not going to tell us these weird things. You know? Anywho. Anywho. I'm going <laughs> to... They're rumbling on there. Yeah, I'm going to wrap up the show a bit. Oh, yes. I didn't realise I... I'm too damn quiet. Sorry, my fingers right down, Daryl. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. See how that goes. Moving on. We'll get better. But yeah, I think that conversation has got to be had now more than ever. I'm going to have to like, put a foot down a bit more. And I think, like Mike's figured, figured out, we've come in at the right time for this kind of thing. You know? So this is time to put foot to the floor. I think this year is going to be a big one. It's going to be all kinds of weird. Them uh, train derailments stuff pretty bad. It's pretty bad stuff. But I think we're in for an exciting year this year. We've got to keep pushing, folks. Keep looking out for each other. And like I say, just, you know, don't fall out. Don't fall out because we're probably we're going to have to do, like, great 
Great um, Depression again and start feeding each other and, and whatnot. So, you know, so we've got to do what we've got to do, haven't we? Anyway, let's get some uh, let's get some music on. Atra, I do my original classic. So, Exile Minds podcast. Liam Martin, quick overview of the horrible thing that Britain did to Argentina, but it was then, in my view, probably for some really big reason. Because that's just bad. Anyway. So yeah, aliens. Black goo. Language. Remember, you've got to be able to name things. Know what they are. Yeah? That's why they say know your, know your, know your reason, isn't it? Know your goal. Get on top of it. Do your research. Share it. Tell people. Yeah? Folk are redder. Folk are ready for it, I'm telling you. The hungry. Help them out. Anyway, next time, Examines Podcast. I shall catch you all um, on Monday with a show on. I haven't decided yet, but we're definitely doing the voodoo on uh, Thursday. Dr. Shiny program. And then, yeah, we'll just see what happens. See if anyone's got any requests. Anyway, you take care, folks. See you later. Exile Minds Podcast. Liam Martin. I'll uh, see you on Monday. GMT, 10 o'clock. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 2 p.m.